Welcome back. We are here for season three of the Parent Stuff Podcast. This Woo. is the first new episode of 2022, guys. Season three. Season three. We're doing shorter seasons, Scott. We're mm. just going to experiment, try That's it right. out. You have a host, or not a host, I'm a guest this time. You're a guest. I've never been a guest on the podcast that I edit. That's right. But thank you for editing. You get behind the scenes it. credit. It's fun. Scott it's fun. Odom, staff member extraordinaire. Mm. Molasses on the mic. <laughs> Long time <laughs> friend. <laughs> I like that. I've known Scott for probably 15 years. We've been friends for maybe like eight. <laughs> We've been friends. <laughs> I just traumatized you. You did. But Evan's, s- known, Evan's known Scott for eight years, and Scott's known Evan for like three. <laughs> yeah, that's two. That's true. I said that's two, but that's true. That's true. That's right. But we are here to help parents. Blake yes. Lawson is the other voice you Which, hear there. Woo, I, I'm looking. Blake has a little, you can't see it. He got a I new can. iPad Pro He's for got an Christmas. IPad. I Let did. me tell you, he's got the notes. Very impressive. Thank you. Well prepared. He has his pencil there. He can sketch yeah, something. I never have. Yeah. I am never this prepared. Look at this, Scotty. <laughs> Ever. Hold on. I don't know how to wow. do it. But Blake is prepared because we want to help you parents as we go into 2022 to know some things about the world because it's a big, scary place. Mm. There's a lot big, of things happening out there. The three of us, I would say, are fairly in tune with pop culture. We like to know what's going on. Mm. I like to think so. That's right. And we want to help you. I so have no idea. We're going to do a recurring segment with Blake. Scott may or may not appear again. This is his audition. He co-hosts, oh. <laughs> he co-hosts the Backstage Podcast with me. We do each week with what's going on in the Simple Church. But for you parents, what's going on? Scott and Blake are here because we want to help you to know a couple things that are stories that we find interesting, pop culture moments, stuff that's happening so mm. you can have better conversation with your kids. With your children. As now, Ferris Bueller once said, the world moves fast. Oh, if you don't pay attention, they, you just might miss it. They don't do Ferris Bueller. It's it was something like that. It's, that's too old for you. I, that's one of the best movies Millennial ever Millennial parents, made. I love Ferris Bueller. That's right. I'm saying for him. Right. But he knows. He's yeah. a student of the My ears past. to the ground, Scotty. I speak to the streets. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> but you're a busy parent. You've got stuff going on. This is probably not going to work for your preschooler. This is probably not <laughs> topics that Eliza is going to be interested in, my three-year-old. Mm-hmm. Oh. But if you have a middle school, high school, maybe even older elementary school, we want to bring you a couple things College. to maybe have some good conversations. Because let's face it, Blake, you're a middle school pastor. You were recently a teenager. Mm-hmm. Scott, it's been a little while for you. You are not a parent. but No, but I've been around. I've been a student leader for Been on since. many trips. I was 22. Fun fact, you took the first youth group to camp at Temple Church. I did. I was the first Temple Church youth leader ever. You're kidding me. I am not. Before I started, Scott was the guy that had to take kids to camp. Yep. That is Evan, the craziest uh, thing I've ever heard. Evan was interning, and he didn't start till after his internship, and they needed an adult to represent Simple Church on the trip. And they said, we can't find any, so where's Scott? So <laughs> once again, I got the job nobody wanted to do. But that's okay. I enjoyed it, actually. It was a blast, as it always is. I always go in with the attitude of like, oh, gosh, I don't want to do this. And then every time, it's like, it's You're amazing. hugging kids. Yeah, crying. and then the kids all love me. And, you Who know, doesn't? Yeah, well. There's a certain <laughs> level that Scott is able to take, and he can't take any amount more than that. So Also, fun fact, when I started, I was 21 and couldn't rent vehicles, so Scott would go in many trips with me driving. Mm-hmm. And now I do that for Blake. Still yep. haven't got out of that job. Yep. <laughs> yeah, and just fact, turned twenty-one. Yeah, got I, four more years of Scott being my chauffeur guy. <laughs> yeah, I drove the first youth trip ever that we ever I went ever on. took on. Three yeah. kids went. It was you and me and a leader. It was yeah. a one-to-one student to kid ra- or leader ratio. That's yeah. awesome. And then the second trip we took was when I really dropped the hammer down. Going back to what we were saying earlier, because we actually we had two vans and. Uh, I made a rule, the kids on the way back, we were leaving Dallas, I said, you will not be getting energy drinks <laughs> mm-hmm. going home. And they they were like, whatever. 
So when we stopped at the gas station, I literally stood at the counter, and every time they put an energy drink on the counter, I pulled it aside. Smacked it on the ground and yep. exploded. I said, nope. <laughs> <laughs> so I had a quiet ride back, though. You learned quickly, Scott. I you were in your late my... 20s then. It's not like you were a grumpy yeah, old I was, man. I was already <laughs> grumpy. It's not gotten any better. I just had my first uh, encounter with middle schoolers bringing energy drinks to group or yeah group dynamics. We just went uh, a couple weeks ago, and um, let me tell you, they if you don't think that a middle schooler can sing Encanto songs for three hours, oh, they sure can. See, we and don't that's talk why about Bruno. No, no, no. That's why I made my rule. Mm-hmm. For that right there. You learned wisdom and experience. But yeah. Blake, let's do a plug for middle school. You're the middle school pastor. Woo. Every Sunday there's a service at 11 o'clock for middle school students. If you're a parent that's finding this, you middle school aged kids, we'd love for you to go and check that out. Blake, and then you have life groups that's kicked back off, new semester. We do. This past week we just started life groups. It's a bunch of fun. I don't know when this comes out. I hope I can say that. But that's right. This week. <laughs> you can hope it can say it's a lot of fun. Or it's, no, I, it's, it's definitely <laughs> This week it will maybe not be fun. Yeah, we had our kickoff at uh, Altitude Trampoline Park, and that Ooh. was a ton of fun. I like and, the altitude. Uh, if you want to join a life group or if you're curious about it, you can text my number at 850-460-5765. Or you we'll can put check that out in the show notes, too. Wow, that's a lot of All of it. Absolutely. So a little behind the scenes, we record these in advance, but this is airing January 31st. So it's the first week of life groups getting going, really. It's a great time to start off. High school does them as well. Wednesday nights, small groups. It's the end of January. It is. It's crazy. Good God. And then you guys have a family dinner coming up too, right? Before we jump into the news, we do. Uh, February just Blake 16th. and his family. Just, just my family. Uh, that'd be really good. But uh, everybody can come watch him eat. Yeah, <laughs> through a glass window, like at a zoo. But uh, no, February sixteenth, high school, middle school, SK, whatever you are. If you've got a family, you are welcome to our family dinner. We're going to Shane. Do you have a family on Scott? Texas Street? I do. You can you come. Do. <gasps> Bring the kitties. Bring him with you, banders. Yo, banders. <laughs> Scott is a proud cat parent. He I also is. have a dog. Her babies. Oh. Well, it's Julie's dog. Well, joint ownership but it's Lucy. there. Yes, right. She's sweet, dog. But Go family Lucy. dinner, chance to hang out, talk as a family. Yes. Shane's on Texas Street, February 16th from 6 to 8. Bring your family. Sign-ups are available on the MSM TV and the HSM TV. It's going to be awesome. You do not want to miss it. There's going to be speakers, games. Get to connect with your family, with other families. It's going to be awesome. Absolutely. And it is a change. So it sign is. up for that. We'll okay. put the link in the it's show notes there as well. Yep. Yeah. Sorry, I was talking over it when he said it the first time. So that's the reason why you want to make sure you get that in. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. Thank you. Sorry. Thank you. Sorry. But Help family dinner. What? You guys are trying to do that event because being a parent of a teenager is difficult. None of us have been there yet. Right. My time goodness. is fast approaching. Mm-hmm. But I've been around students for a long time. Scott has been around students for a long time. Blake was recently a student I and was. now is here <laughs> helping the next generation of kids behind him. And it's difficult to have conversations with your parents. So just real fast, how on a scale of one to ten, how would you say? your parents were at talking to you guys about things that were going on in the world, having important conversations. Were you good communication with your parents, one to ten? Scott, you go first. About a one. Well, <laughs> all right, there's one end of the spectrum. Blake? I put my parents at a healthy seven or eight. Right? Yeah. So, yeah. <laughs> Different vibes for Different Scott. Different vibes. And yeah. I would say my mom was probably a nine. She was a stay-at-home mom, very involved in her life. And my dad, very kind, lovely gentleman, but he probably didn't really get into the minutia of our lives a lot. He just kind of right. was well, there. And I mean, I, well, I, I guess I misunderstood the question. Yeah. Really, I, it would be more of a nine because I am an only child, so they didn't have anybody else to really bother. Uh, so they were pretty much involved heavily in my life. But, I mean, we, we didn't talk about like things that I was interested in 
Gotcha. If that makes any yeah, sense. Yeah, absolutely. So we want to help you as parents. This podcast will give you about 20 minutes, hit a couple topics of things that are going on in the world, things we find interesting, things we've talked about at the office or in conversations, and we want to help you and then see if you could talk about it with your kids. Find something they're interested in. Maybe one of these topics is something they've heard about most likely and help you to have conversations. The first one, something that I've followed for years that I greatly enjoy, mm. and it's just kind of a weird, subversive internet thing. Birds aren't real. Birds aren't real. Scott, are you familiar? Absolutely. Yes, I am familiar. All right. So, Scott's obviously not a supporter of the of the movement. He's not uh, a part of the bird brigade. As no, we call it. The not. birders. Yeah. Absolutely. So a guy named Peter McKindo. McGindle. He's 23 now. I believe he started when he was in his teens. I think it was 19. He started in 2017 is when he started. So that's five years ago. So, yeah, yeah he's 18. 18. He was a college student that was kind of just fed up with conspiracy theories and stuff going on in the world. And so he came up with this idea and wrote out with a friend of his a whole fake idea, conspiracy theory, that in the 1980s, Ronald Reagan replaced all real living birds with drones to spy on people. And so he started selling T-shirts. He would do social media videos, YouTube videos. He started holding live events and would go have rallies. And it's just grown and expanded now. Scott shaking his head. And <laughs> now, because now it has become a conspiracy theory. That people actually believe there this are thing people, that was really yeah, satire. There's a whole group. It, it was started as something silly. And now there's there's people that actually believe this. Not shocking to me. <laughs> no, I, I, it's it's not <laughs> shocking. Anything. No, it's not a shock. It's just disappointing. It really is because he actually he's been in character off and on for five years, being this you know composite truther Frankenstein of Alex all these Jones. radical <laughs> Alex Jones like propaganda people out there that just say like the water turns frogs like gay or what and all these just that's an actual quote an from interesting voice alex that's that's alex jones that's exactly that's what he sounds like exactly how he sounds and um peter mckindu he started like when you know he was younger than me and he's been taking this thing with him hold on hold on what was his name <laughs> peter mckindu it's weird it's like m-c-i-o-n-d-e uh, How would you okay. say it? I thought you said it differently. I did. Mekindo or Mekindo? We haven't met the guy. Okay, sorry. No. It just made me laugh. Sorry. But it's just weird because uh, I was reading this article. The way it actually started, he did it purely on a whim. People were at this rally being all hateful on this, you know, these crazy conspiracy things. And he grabbed a sign and he flipped it around and just, just totally <laughs> trying to make his friend laugh. He wrote, birds aren't real. And now this movement, uh, a few years later, has had hundreds of thousands of followers, hundreds of millions of views. It's got national followings, and I almost but I almost bought a shirt in like 2018. Oh yeah, I've been yeah. following it for years, and me and yeah. my sisters would laugh. 379,000 Instagram followers, 13,000 subscribers on YouTube. It's just crazy, Scott. But how many of that number? How many truly believe it, though? And that's the thing, right, is he never broke character until this year right. that he would seriously straight-face deny or people would say it's a joke, right? And he'd say, no, it's not a joke. He was totally submerged into this character, right, that he's right. playing and portraying. And I think, for me, the thing I thought so funny is there are people, Scott, that really do believe some pretty crazy things in the world right now. Yes, I know. And it's so sad. people can go so extreme into something that he made this as a satire, as a farce. Right. And it's just funny to try to tell people with a straight face that you don't think there's really birds. And it grew into the social media thing where people would tag videos of birds and see birds doing weird things. Like one of the things is the birds would perch on power lines because that's how they recharge the drones. 
So you know that? <laughs> that's so, my favorite part. And it's so just like it spirals and grows and oh people just gosh. add their own parts of it. These live rallies. So they protested the St. Louis Cardinals. They went to the St. Louis Arch, had hundreds of people show up and would burn Cardinals flags. There's this really awesome Because <laughs> they don't want to support birds. It's like a whole crowd, oh like a parade of people. And uh, Peter McWhatever <laughs> is standing on top of a bus with a flaming Cardinals flag. It's the funniest thing I've ever they seen. They went wow. to Twitter headquarters and told him to stop spreading bird propaganda. Yeah, <laughs> they told him to change their logo. <laughs> uh, so it's so ridiculous, and Scott, silly. you're making but this. It's it's meant to be that way. He I know it. I know it's meant to be that way, and I understand that. What's sad to me though is is that people actually believe it. Like you're all right. It is funny, and it's very silly. But the the sad part is is that then you have the other. There are people now. Hopefully, it's a minority. Who are going, oh, yeah, no, the birds are totally... I believe that, yeah. Well, yeah. sitting at this table, we've all seen that new Jim Gaffigan sketch, and my favorite quote, <laughs> the one that stuck with me the most, is he said, up until COVID, like, everybody knew there were axe murderers out there. We just didn't know there were this many, and they, they were a part of our family. <laughs> yeah. So I think why this is cool, it's, like, the way that Peter McWhatever, again, he describes it as Gen Z's attempt to upend the QAnon rabbit hole with absurdism. So it's fighting lunacy with lunacy. That's true. It's pointing at... You know, American holding up a mirror and being like, is this really like it's just trying to take the wind out of the sails a little bit. There's really a CIA operative that's leaking clues that are like riddles to try to help you to solve things. Right. That's almost as ridiculous as birds being drones and spying on people. So as a parent, if you haven't heard of birds aren't real, look them up on Instagram, on YouTube. Talk about it with your kid. I bet your teenagers at least heard of it. Maybe not the younger kids, but ask them what they think about it. And then as you kind of dig into it, maybe get in on the joke. Maybe Buy the shirt. Keep it right. going. <laughs> Support the movement. <laughs> Give but it to that crazy aunt you've got. That's right. Watch <laughs> it and see it. And then see next time you're watching for birds, if they actually do spy on you. I really don't think it's harmful. I think it's, I'd rather laugh I'm at I'm not this saying it's harmful than, at all. Don't get me wrong. Right. I'm not saying, I'm just but saying you're it's saying that it's the sad state of the world is yeah. there are conspiracy theories that people really believe that sound yeah. just as ludicrous. Chris. And this one that started as a joke, probably people really do believe it now. Yes. Oh, yeah. And like, I know of one that someone told me, I won't mention his name, but like, Blake, that, that <laughs> you know, the JFK assassination, that Nixon planned it and that he was in the room when he was in the army. He was outside, first of all. <laughs> well, and, and, but I, I know for a fact, Not a he was during that time, he was a private in the army. And I'm thinking, I don't know a lot. But if I'm the president We're just of the United States... We're going to pull that sound States, clip, and I'm going to yeah. use that <laughs> a couple times over the next yeah. gonna be my couple times. <laughs> but, but if I'm the president of the United States planning the assassination or of, of a, you know, the candidate, John F. Kennedy, I'm not going to have some lowly private just hanging out in the corner while I do this. Like just a guy. Bouncing like off questions. Like, hey, what do you think? No. Come on. A little common sense. Well, you... I think it's, I'm glad you brought that up because there's all these harmful things out there. I think that this is really, man, like this dude is my age and I completely get where he's coming from. And to me, it's like growing up right now is, it can be so bleak. Like people don't even watch the news anymore because literally it's just ongoing, just hatred just spouted at you. And to come together and have something to laugh about like this and hopefully just take a little bit of wind out of the sails of just harmful misinformation constantly thrown at you. I think it's, I think it's victimless and could be good for us. For the record too, I guess it's because I love birds. I just love, I just love messing with people too. So I like like a little, 
I like the little doves when they are sitting on the thing. I like their little faces because they're like, oh, look at the traffic. Oh, look at that. Girl. You sing to them in the morning. They land I on do. your finger. I do. I talk to them. <laughs> I'm an animal person. I talk to animals as if they're people. So Now, yeah. Alexa, some of that stuff is uncanny. Like, I've told this story off the podcast, but I think it's worth sharing. Me and Caleb, we both grew up eating Spam. We love Spam. I know that people listening to this, you're probably like, oh, whatever. Like, it's whatever. But the way we make it, I can... <laughs> Anybody listening, if you think this it's a challenge. is garbage, let me cook it for you. This and I promise I'm going to make Blake's cell phone number now. I'm going to make you a <laughs> on believer. a major rabbit hole. No, listen, listen. Coming this back. is all He's about bring it up back. ending the rabbit hole. So, up ending the rabbit hole. We were at Caleb's apartment with Ian Hagler, who was, you know, now my girlfriend's brother. Always has been, but we were. He didn't believe in spam. He was a non-believer, and me and Caleb were like, Shun. "We're going to turn him around." So we made spam, and his Alexa was in the corner. When we made him this spam sandwich that we made him, three spam commercials in a row played on Caleb's YouTube TV. Oh, it's one hundred percent listening to you. Three. I've never seen a spam commercial in my life before then, and now three in a it's row. Always listening. So big government, big tech is watching and listening all the time. So it's not that much of a stretch to think. That I don't do that. Birds, much interesting were stuff. Anyway, they can listen. <laughs> what do they want to hear? It's not yeah. really that important. Exactly. <laughs> I don't know anything. You know what mine hears? Know. Alexa, play Encanto again. Because we are doing that <laughs> play, all the time. Play. We don't talk about Bruno. A lot. That's right. So birds aren't real. Talk to your teenager. Ask him about it. Mm, Find out some more. Today. Educate yourself and, and maybe get in on the birds joke. Aren't real. That's right. Number two, Scott. The Book of Boba Fett. As we play this, the series is coming to its the first book. season conclusion. Mm. As a Star Wars fan, as someone that grew up loving Star Wars, it is the golden age of Star Warsdom. Blake is with me here. Mm-hmm. Scott, you're more of a hater. Now, hey, all I right. think that's he's not nonpartisan. Fair. Yeah, I'm nonpartisan. I don't hate it at all. If that's your thing, that's your thing. It's just not my thing. There you go. Yeah, I, I, I just don't get into Star Wars like y'all get into it. But if, if y'all like it, that's I don't hate on it. So that's not fair, sir. He's waggling his finger for yeah. those of you at home. Recanted. Yeah. But no, I just don't get you into watched, it. You watched uh, Mandalorian, and you got that. I, I, it was okay. Yeah. So Mandalorian was what the made show. It, what made it entertaining, though, was watching Justin and Angie argue about it <laughs> while watching the show. And the, That's what made it entertaining. But then they wouldn't let me come in and explain what was going on until the end. Like, they'd be like... No, they don't want to know what's happening. They just no, want to argue about no. it. And yeah. then they asked me, I was like, yeah, so this is who this is. This is what's going on. So if you're more of a Justin and an Angie, the show is based on a character, Boba Fett. Yep. Very famous Star Wars character. Boba he Fett. literally was only on screen for like 12 minutes in Didn't the original Didn't have a name trilogy. when he was in the original movie. Always right. bet on the Fett. But Don't the armor was freaking cool. Yes. It's a fan favorite. So The Mandalorian came out the last two seasons, and then this was a spinoff of that on Disney+, Plus. so you can watch the show. Pretty clean, pretty family-friendly, fam- mm-hmm. little Baby violence, Yoda. but Baby Yoda is not in yeah. the book of Boba Fett, though. That was no, The Mandalorian, so you can watch those leading up to it. But what I really like about Book of Boba Fett is they're trying to find all this content. They're trying to find things to do and look for these stories and kind of create stuff. And they went and did something with him where he was this bounty hunter, just like a murdering. But we'll go through (laughs) (laughs) go and look and try to track people down and kill them. But now he's got this fleshed out story. And I think that's really a trend in pop culture and what's happening now is this anti-hero idea, right? That people that were bad guys are now going and becoming like real people. They're fleshed out. They have Mm -hmm. all this stuff. And so the show's going on. The season finale is coming up. It's been a really interesting watch. We've really liked it. And Blake, you have any thoughts on Book of Boba Fett? It took me a second to get into it because, like you said, when I thought of Boba Fett before the show came out, I thought of him as, you know, this pretty 
one tone character. He was like, he, I think he spoke twice in the movie he was in, and then uh, he just killed a bunch of people <laughs> and got eaten by that. Froze Han Solo plant. carbonite. Yeah, and uh, so that's the Sarlacc pit, sir. No, they don't know. They <laughs> like they don't know. We, we, oh, I, I disagree, up. sir. There are people. Star Wars people are on a whole nother level. So they will the right. Jody Rhodes and the Caleb's. I I know. I'm speaking for the those that don't know. So trust me, I'm I'm with you guys. But I think it's interesting because what I assumed was going to be the story about like this guy getting revenge and not talking at all and just killing people. It's gonna be Scarface. Yeah, it's like I'm gonna kill you and then I'm gonna find your boss and kill them and like. But I thought it was gonna be this big revenge story about you know. The last thing he did in The Mandalorian is just he whacked Bib Fortuna, that fat guy. See, I know what I'm talking about. Uh, that fat Twi'lek. And uh, he, so he takes over as the mob boss of this planet. And you're like, oh man, he's just going to kill people this whole show. But really, what has kind of turned out to be, and it, this is not a spoiler, but it's sort of taken a weird turn where he's really kind of like this union organizer now. Level headed team building guy. And, uh, <laughs> The whole kind of the sounds boring. <laughs> Here we a lot of HR meetings. <laughs> That's what I thought too. <laughs> we're gonna we're gonna. If everyone can turn to page forty-five <laughs> in your booklet, we're gonna go over the hands in station agreement that we did in nineteen eighty-seven. Zero workplace sun, please. incidents since yesterday. <laughs> oh, there's one. Just there's two. Okay. But Blake, you're saying though they're making his character not what we expected. So there's this redeemable arc where he meets these native people to this planet. And, redeemable uh, arc, I like that. That's right. Yeah, dude. This is a, it's a good story. Um, and he kind of turns them around, and it kind of shows that you can work with people that aren't like you for a common good. And so it kind of changes his whole character. And then he's about, you know, we bounty hunters are these lonely people that work for people and get them killed and all these people. And so now he's like working together with other bounty hunters to, you know, work for a common good. And it's pretty interesting because I think it's a lot better for people right now than just this lone wolf killing machine. Angry New Zealand guy <laughs> just murdering people. I think it hits a little close to home. It's for a New Zealand out there. He is, yeah. Barber fit. <laughs> but uh, it's really good. And honestly, I was when we were getting ready for this, I've got my notes here. Something that I found in between Boba Fett and Birds Aren't Real, I think they've got something in common. And I think that it's the idea of looking out for one another instead of being divided by things that we are out of that we can't control. Mm, that's a good takeaway. Look yeah. at that. I mean, you should see the notes. Yes, yes. <laughs> Finding peace through unity and community rather than thinking we can carry the world on our shoulders and forcing everyone else out of the way. That's what I wrote down. Look wow. at that. Yes. We need to put a link to his notes. That's a great nice. idea. I'm very impressed. Because That'll preach. That's right. Pop culture reflects society, right? It's yes. the art that they're making, the stories people are telling or reflecting how they feel in society. It's been a rough couple of years as everyone in the world listening to this knows. And I think this idea of Boba Fett, this notorious bounty hunter that doesn't do anything with anybody, mm-hmm. needs a community, needs to build a team, needs people to help him to accomplish his goals. It's actually mm-hmm. a pretty cool story to tell. So if you're looking for something to watch, watch as a family. If you have middle school kids, we think it's pretty safe for the little ears. Mm-hmm. And it's a fun, entertaining ride. Plus, Boba Fett's just cool. Always has been. And for those that, you know, Scott, I may have put you off by saying he's a union guy. <laughs> There's a lot. <laughs> it takes him a while to... Get to the part where he's so not killing people. Judgment. I'm not so judging you. Much. I, you know, it's my words. You haven't seen it, so I don't want to put you off. If you are looking for Star Wars and not like a board meeting, there's a lot of. It takes a bit of revenge for him to get to fun a fun sci-fi place. adventure. 
Yeah, he's like, I don't no think anybody more. would watch it if it was just nothing but board meetings. No, <laughs> it's funny. It's every in every space. episode, he's pretty much like, I'm going to rule with respect instead of fear, and then he kills like a whole <laughs> tribe of bikers and yeah, like, uh, blows sorry. up a train. He's like, and now respect <laughs> space train scat. Yeah, it's like, is it, did he go back in time? <laughs> That's right, it's steampunk. So, book of Boba Fett, Disney Plus. It's book a good one. Talk about it. it. Your kids are probably watching it. Yep. Mm, check it out. Watch with your kids. Number three. We'll wrap up. But this one is going to be a little bit in the Matrix here, Scott. Scotty's uh, excited about this one. I am excited about this one. We're going to talk about the Metaverse, which metaverse. I feel like I've heard for a while and people talk about, and then it makes me feel better that I was like, oh, yeah, we probably need to talk about this because we had staff meeting, and one of the parents in staff meeting a little bit older than us is like, I have no idea what y'all are talking about. So maybe yes. you've heard about it. Maybe you haven't. Scott is pointing to something. No, it's because I just can <laughs> I want him to start writing my notes for my podcast. <laughs> I'm just. I'm sorry. I hate to go back to this again, but it's it's impressive. Well done. <laughs> Thank you. Sorry. Anyway, that's right. Metaverse. Heard the term. Know what it is. Anybody listening, you're either like, oh yeah, no, we know that's Facebook, or people are like, oh gosh. it just sounds like crazy yeah. gibberish. Which, that you're talking if about. you don't know anything about it, do yourself a favor. There's a YouTube <laughs> video that is. It's the original one with uh, Zuckerberg talking about the metaverse, and then Iceland did a spoof on it. <laughs> Let me tell you, it's worth a watch. I'm gonna put it in the show notes. Yes. I just made a note. Yeah, you Iceland gotta watch getting out there. Yeah, you, you go, gotta Iceland. watch watch about a minute or two of the first one because the the original video is like twenty minutes long of him explaining what it is. Watch about two or three minutes so you get the idea of it. Then go watch the Iceland one. The Iceland's one about three fifteen. It is <laughs> hilarious. So Mark Zuckerberg. The guy yeah. that started Facebook. Know him. Social Sweet Network. Raised. Have you all seen The Social Network, the movie? No. Mm-hmm. Oh, you need to see it, Scott. It's good. It's all That's that, that kind of the story. Completely of, up your alley. You're going to like it. That's right. But he changed the Facebook company overall, which owns right. Instagram, yep. owns WhatsApp, a couple other major companies. And so instead of just being Facebook now, the company is actually branded as Meta. If you've opened the Instagram app, seen it, the company that owns all those now, the parent company is called Meta. And this is tied into the Metaverse, Meta. which is virtual reality hmm. that's coming sooner than we think, Scott. It so Blake, you've got crazy. the notes. Give us a little taste of paper. It's like, what in the world are we talking about? What is the Metaverse? So let me lay it out for you. Everybody thinks that the metaverse is going to be this like virtual reality, Ready Player One kind of thing. So Ready Player One, there was a novel, then they yes. made it a movie. If you haven't seen it, basically everything happens movie. inside virtual reality. Very, very good. But what it's really going to be more like, and Zuckerberg has explained this in a few, he's a little hard to understand. I, he's people, gotten weirder and weirder. He's he awkward. He's barely a human being at this point. <laughs> he, if he, He's more... People actually... Hi. Everyone, we're gonna go back to the QAnon part. People <laughs> speculate that he is actually a lizard person from the moon because he he's is acting less and less human. If look up that uh, that courtroom where he's like yes. drinking water, <laughs> it's like somebody told him how to drink water before he went out there. It's like the weirdest thing. Well, but for, first of all, he went to courtroom. Baby Ray's sweet. In his Ray's. defense, it was the Senate committee, right. and he Testifying was probably a little nervous. He's yeah. still weird. But also, yeah. okay, if you don't believe that, look him up in any other situation. And That's true. That's true. I'm not, de- I'm, not, I'm not saying he's not right. weird. Yeah. All right, but the metaverse, Blake, what is it? So the metaverse has been going on. It's been a gradual change that's been happening for about 20 years, and people actually are speculating that's going to be a more than a place. It's going to be like a moment in time. This is 
Everybody talks about the I'm singularity. I know it's it's a lot to wrap around. So uh, the singularity. It's if anybody's seen the Matrix, this is what they talk about. It's a moment in time where AI becomes smarter than human beings. The moment when artificial intelligence kind of trumps human intelligence, and the metaverse is that moment in time where our digital life is worth more to us than our physical life. So what it is going to end up, people are speculating this being, like if you look on the news, you will see the metaverse. People are shoveling money into it, like companies are buying billions. other companies, and oh, billions, billions and billions. Of Not just that, like I've talked to Jacob Grubbs, a computer guy, because Jacob for instance, Grubbs, computer guy. a yacht, mm-hmm. all digital, yep. doesn't physically exist. Nope. Clothes. There are digital yacht companies mm-hmm. selling digital yachts for sixty million actual dollars. Yeah, and you can walk around with your metaverse self on your yacht. Buy metaverse clothes for your avatar character that's that in the metaverse. Crazy. And here's buy space and have storefronts and advertising. Here's what ultimately what's like going to be: people are buying property on the metaverse for tens of millions of dollars, trying to get ahead of it and basically create like the uh, like Times Square and have the prime locations for stores for So houses. how can we create property? How can we throw in the code to create this to sell? I think it's above our pay grade. It's also too late to even catch up with. Like people are creating companies purely for digital like consummation it's really really weird so let's back the bus up for a yes. minute so if you're back sitting there and you're like the this is completely over my head Beep. what would happen is you would use a vr headset virtual reality mm-hmm. like oculus is bought by meta facebook and that's they now in a few years it might be a full right so your kid thing. might have like a oculus headset you've seen them play they can dual darth vader you can ride mm-hmm. a roller coaster a lot of but fun. the plan is those are moving towards when you put on your virtual reality headset you would go to a virtual reality location that would be a place that you would work you could have schools you could go and buy things you could shop you could go to virtual concerts play interactive video games microsoft just bought blizzard entertainment for 70 billion Mm dollars and part of the reason they bought them was they want to take these major video games like call of duty and put them into their metaverse plan of building exclusivity ahead of the change which i understand that and good for them, and, you know, if they're heading that way, that's great. But? <laughs> but for people like me, I'm not scared of that. It's just, I, I don't want any part of that. Well, you know, like because fine. sure. But, but then again, because I like being outdoors. Right. I like real yep. life. And I know that the generation now isn't, like, because, you know, just with me helping out with the middle school for all these years, the middle schoolers now would much rather watch a YouTube video of a kid at Six Flags than actually going to Six Flags. To where me, just my personality, I'm completely different. I would rather go. Right. So that's where I'm just, I, like, like I'm not scared of it, but I'm just going, where does someone like me fit in where I'm going, I, I, I will never, you know, I might put my headset on every now and again, and you go, ooh, that's cool. But I would much rather not have it on. Well, the whole crux of the conversation kind of hinges on that it's not really worth being scared of because it's already happening and (laughs) it's just going to get rapidly bigger. And it's about because there are a majority of older people and you're not older. Like I would say probably 30 plus are thinking category. Both lives are going to exist. It's just about which one you value more. And let's be real, though. You say that you're an outdoorsman. You're not going to spend time doing it. You have a cell phone. I do. You spend hours a day 
looking at a cell phone, watching videos, interacting with social media content, playing games. I don't. How, let's pull up your, I want to know, pull it up there and you can check. Your phone will tell you how much screen time you use. I bet it's more than you think. Because most mm-hmm. people, the average American spends about six hours on a smartphone right now. So if you're... Con- four hours daily. Four hours. So, so if you had told yourself still 10 though, years ago... But, but that's below average. You just said six is. hours. Yeah. But... Because, I, I mean, I, I'm not disagreeing with you. Right. I think it just is going to slowly become more and more accepted. It's not going to be like overnight. Yeah. They're like, no, we're shutting and, every business down. Everything's And once reality. again, and also, I am way more old school you're than an old most soul. people my Yeah, than most people my age anyway. Because you're in your late 30s. Mm-hmm. I am. I'm 38. And so, you are just above the millennial cutoff. Yeah. You're kind of in that I'm in part of the. I'm a zennial, I believe. I'm Generation X, but also millennial. You remember what it's like to not have Foot the internet. Camps. Yeah, yeah. I did not have internet. I didn't have a cell phone until I was in college. Right. And you're a dying breed. Yes. You're so. dying. <laughs> yeah, but I mean, I, I'm not scared of it. Don't get me wrong. Right. I'm not scared of it. I'm just curious where people like me fit in. You Here's don't. the thing, though. You get used as fuel to put our biopods and we're going to just hook you up as a battery in the matrix. Uh, if you, that's, that's what <laughs> you I want to I want to speak to that a little bit though because mm, it's already happening. It. So think about work. For the past however long, people have been gradually going from factories to laptops, boardrooms to Zoom meetings. We had Zoom meetings at the beginning of the pandemic. People are focusing more on followers than building, you know, actual friends. More kids in the whole world play you Fortnite than basketball and football combined. And Fortnite is kind of on the head of this. If you've played Fortnite, you buy skins, you buy yep. characters, you can buy outfits for your pretend video game character that costs real money, and people wow. spend billions in Fortnite mm-hmm. inside that universe to get the latest gear, to have the latest Free-to-play outfit. games make more money than any other, like, pay-to-play game ever. We, I have got to get a... I, I don't want to live in it, but I want to <laughs> create property. something that <laughs> talk to Jacob just can make a little money. There you go, or a lot of money. It's just it's not worth being worried about because it's just it's going to happen. Once again, I'm not. I, uh, you're, you're you're getting me wrong. No, I'm, I'm not, not worried I'm not talking about you. Yeah, I'm not worried. I'm not scared of it. It's not like I'm going ooh virtual reality and because I know that it's coming. I just I'm still I'm just wondering where. And I think that's I the good in. conversation point as yeah. as a parent. Ask your kids, do they know about it? Have they heard about it? They probably yeah. know more than you do. They mm-hmm. typically are more in tune with these things. Just and that's why for snappers. all of us, we've taken students on trips. You've mm-hmm. been, Blake, you were in middle school, high school, not that long ago. It's the encouraging them to balance, right? To not yeah. just be on the screen, but you have to nudge and push and cajole and bribe and get them to go do things. And it's more and more kids don't want to, aren't comfortable, aren't willing to go spend a week at a church camp or go do events like yeah, Six Flags. Like, but because are they more scared? I don't know if we have time to break into all that, oh, but I think sorry. it's no, sorry. but it's a deep question. But That's I think it is part of yeah. yeah, the way that parents are raising kids. It's the the cultural acceptance. And to be fair, there's school shootings, there's terrorist attacks. Yeah, there's well, I'm not agreeing that viruses. shouldn't be more scared. Right, I'm just there's saying. more knowledge and awareness, and so it yeah. creates more of an overprotective parent, which sometimes they have to be protective, and sometimes right. it maybe has gone too far and that pendulum swings. Because, like, you grew up, your parents would let you go and be in the woods for hours. and <laughs> I literally... Free-range yeah, child. I, uh, I came home. Civil reenactor. Yeah, right? Yeah, well, like, I literally came home. What well, we lived out in Bethany. We had land. We had woods. I came home when the sun went down. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then I was, even after that, I was inside long enough to eat, and then I was back outside. 
So, and even now to this day, I prefer if <laughs> to tell you how, how interesting it is or sad or however you want to look at it. If I spend a certain amount of time indoors, I actually get dizzy. I have to go outside. Fresh air. I have to get fresh air or else it makes me kind of ugh, feel weird. That's right. So all yeah. that to sum up and say the metaverse, it is coming. Mm-hmm. People way bigger than us, way smarter than us are pouring billions of dollars to make it a reality. I just want a small piece of that. Alternate and plane of existence. Our kids, and really mm-hmm. the next 10 to 15 years is what they're predicting. Deep. 10 years? 10 to 15 years. Mm -hmm. I heard a podcast this week. I'll put in the show notes. There's a guy that started Virtual Reality Church. So they're doing church in there, and there's all kinds of ministry implications and what, how is God going to speak in the metaverse and what can that look like? Very clearly. That's right. Very in your face. But already VR churches, VR baptisms. Yeah. Brian Reed's still hung up on VR baptisms. And some people listen to this. That is a pretty shocking concept. It is definitely. I, I would say what would be kind of nice is a VR hospital visit just because. Like if like you have COVID or someone that has a communicable communicable disease, it does allow you to enter that space and converse with that person, like being there, without risking anybody. So there is yeah. a pro to. And then some on the entertainment it. side, like the NBA experimented yeah. and did courtside virtual reality seats. So you bought a ticket to a virtual NBA game, but it's like you were sitting courtside, which and you were there, immersive in the experience. I know it's weird. I think that would be awesome. Right. I mean, it's well because it would allow on TV. if if the price was right, you could allow a person who would probably never be able to right. do that do that, or millions of people all at the same time. Yeah, and for so, an ESPN Plus subscription, like yeah, I can, I'll do that. You can have smell a vision and be like, here, smell Tom Brady's sweat. You go and just mist you in your face and your virtual reality headset. That's going <laughs> well, too far. Normal VR headsets weren't like publicly available to like 2017, so already in five years, it's been completely just super, super fast progressing. And you might have one in your house. Like, your kids might have one just to play with and have fun and know. But it's coming. It's going to be more prevalent. And talk to your kids about it. Start asking questions. Check it out. And we hope that helped and hope you have some good conversations with your teenagers. Scott and Blake, thanks for coming on. Absolutely. Hey, you're welcome. Thank you. Thank you, parent, for listening to this. Thank you for taking time to care and want to have those conversations. We can plug middle school ministry, high school ministry. They do a great job trying to have conversations with your students, having life groups, a real adult in person that is going to care about them, pour into their life, teach them about God, and it's a big deal. So, Blake, thanks for what you do. We appreciate you guys. And check out middle school and high school again at the MSMTV, at the HSMTV on Instagram. We'll put it in the show notes. And I may drive you to camp. That's right. You may see Scott. Like, Virtually hey. or in person. <laughs> That's that guy. <laughs> hey, you're that guy. <laughs> Virtual bus driver. You could do like a self-driving car and it's just your avatar in the bus. <laughs> Sitting there looking at everybody. That's right. That'd be awesome. I want, in my Tesla one day, I want Scott to be a, like a hologram driving me around. Oh, that'd be mm. cool. I'm <laughs> probably not so going to live funny. that long. That's so. how you made your money. <laughs> I record you now to use that. <laughs> yep, exactly. On that note, thanks for listening to this episode of Parent Stuff. Thank you very Bye-bye. much. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.